Welcome to Ed Talks. For the latest in Intel, insights, and innovation in corporate treasury and financial technology. Ed Baldry puts you in the conversations that are driving our industry. Episode 2, Ed Talks Crypto and Blockchain. There's been a little bit of chat, and I've heard the word battered around over the last couple of sessions and the last couple of days. The word is blockchain. So blockchain is a very hip and now terminology that a lot of people are interested in. A few understand, and I am one of those. So uh, I've gone to school and I'm going to try to impart a little bit of a breakdown at a very high level. So if there are any code writers in the room, I apologize for the fluffy version of what I, of blockchain that I'm going to explain. Blockchain, first of all, is a series of immutable records or blocks. They're arranged and stamped and shared across a network. Each new block contains a cryptographic hash of the prior block to form a chain. While the process of verifying a block can be resource intensive, once it's verified, it's easy for anyone in the network to double check the accuracy. There are several unique benefits to this approach. First of all, decentralized. And you're going to hear the word decentralized a couple times throughout our presentation today. The concept of decentralized finance is preeminent in the Bitcoin space, but there's no core authority. Everyone has access to the transaction history and can confirm the transactions. It is a transparent environment. The chain hides a person's real identity, but anyone can trace every public transaction by a public address. It's immutable, meaning that the transactions are tamper-proof. So thanks to the hashing algorithms used to create and verify transactions, there's little risk of the data integrity being compromised. And lastly, it's encrypted, just like my slides. <laughs> but the uh, data is cryptographically stored inside the chain, which means that it's secure from prying eyes and only the sender can see the contents. Next is crypto. So what is cryptocurrencies? Cryptocurrencies are a digital asset designed to function as a medium of exchange using blockchain technology. So while Bitcoin is the oldest and most popular, there are more than 4,000 altcoins out there. I know everybody's been following Bitcoin closely and it's all over the place, but it's, uh, it's an interesting environment for cryptocurrencies and we're going to see how those really touch our worlds, being possibly fixed income, corporate treasury, etc. So that's what we're here to discuss today. The cryptos have experienced varying levels of success. Most store cryptocurrencies in wallets or on exchanges. Anybody familiar with Coinbase? Coinbase is an example of an exchange. Right. So and on the exchange, you can have a wallet with your crypto in it that utilizes what's called a private key, which makes it possible to write to the public ledger, while the public key is used by others to send the funds to the wallet. So the wallet exists within your Bitcoin environment. You also have the ability to buy, sell, or exchange cryptos and other fiat currencies. What is the difference between crypto and blockchain? Well, first of all, all crypto is blockchain, but not all blockchain is crypto. There are other applications for blockchain. So both crypto and blockchain technology have the potential to disrupt the status quo. They're far from uh, the same thing. Cryptos are a single application of the blockchain technology and all, some would argue it's the biggest application of blockchain technology. One of the biggest hurdles for crypto is the adoption and the government regulation around those funds and those assets. 
In the end, there's little doubt these technologies will continue to capture market share given their advantages over the status quo, but the pace of adoption could vary based on the government's regulatory approach and the emerging ecosystems around them. So again, keep in mind that Bitcoin is decentralized finance. Bitcoin is a non-correlated asset. So its value is driven by supply and demand. Okay, so we interviewed Jane Moran. And Jane Moran was on our board of directors at ICD. Um, she's a huge blockchain advocate and expert. She's the CIO of Unilever and has a $1.8 billion annual tech budget. You may recognize her name. She was also the CIO of Thomson Reuters for 14 years prior to joining Unilever. And her outlook on the blockchain is pretty simple. You need to know everyone on the chain. You got to work with known and respected entities. So the, the potential for integrity across the whole chain is paramount to making it successful. The challenge is persistency of data. Um, and you also need to be working in an agile environment. So agile development is a central part of the DNA for being able to work in the chain. Unilever has their own set of risks and concerns. Their biggest current issues that they're working on are cybersecurity training and education, email management, spoofing, uh, improving the manual processes around that. The biggest cybersecurity risk for multinationals like Unilever are loss of dollars and reputational risk. So if you imagine a company like Unilever, okay, Unilever has thousands of products and therefore thousands more of vendors and a vast ecosystem for supply and demand and delivery of their products and manufacturing their products. So it'd be very difficult for them to all be on chain. She definitely sees that this is gonna be a process disruption ahead. There's a FinTech environment disrupting payment processing and accounts receivable. And for folks that can get on chain, the advantages are the suppliers are gonna get paid faster. There's gonna be a savings in cost and time and ultimately transparency. Who's likely to be on chain early um, are gonna be companies that are smaller, that were born digital. Certainly single product companies will be simpler, easier, cleaner infrastructures to use the advantages of blockchain. The agile environment is still very critical to this. Unilever uh, with thousands of products needs an agile environment to support the B2C marketplace. However, rapidly evolving technological environment is creating FinTech opportunities. And basically the bottom line is the technology continues to evolve. So it's going to continue to improve and hopefully proliferate. And that's that. Great job, For more on the latest news in treasury, fintech, and business communications, subscribe to our podcast and follow EPBComs on LinkedIn.